Paradise Paradox, Kurt Robinson, live and direct. I'm not coming to you perfect, but I am coming to you with something to blow the top off your head. This is how I lay it down, I'm not playing around. I fuck your mom so hard she started making baby sounds. This is how... The divine light of the sun shines and rays down, making you feel like you're just a strange clown. But this is the divine light, and I'm gonna make it shine, right? Coming down, put you in the spotlight, the limelight. You can feel that everything is right tonight. Perfect. I'm gonna shine till you're blind. Making it cool. This is how I do what I do. They used to call me Churzu. Now I'm back in version 2. Version 2.0 with the coolest foe. Paradise Paradox. Welcome to the new show. So, check it out. This this episode, I've got my, my old buddy, uh, Luke Peterson, and we're talking about some interesting topics about how uh, he used to be a skeptic of, of all paranormal phenomena, but uh, slowly after having some experiences with him, uh, he has to question what's really going on and what are the, the borders of our knowledge in this world, and if there's something going on, which perhaps people just don't have a good explanation for at the moment. So remember, you can uh, jump onto Steemit. Uh, if you can follow us and upvote us on, on Steemit, that will help us out a lot. Um, check out Steemit. Steemit is a platform, a blogging platform, uh, where you can uh, jump on and, and create content, get paid for it, get paid to curate content as well. Um, so it's Steemit, S-T-E-E-M-I-T, dot com slash at paradise dash paradox or you can follow me on there too um at churdzu that's c-h-u-r-d-t-z-u um aaron's on there too though he's not posting much but he's on there at battle a-z b-a-t-t-l-e-a-y-z-e-e so uh we appreciate your donations as well you can jump over to donate.theparadiseparadox.com we appreciate all of that uh, good Bitcoin, sweet Bitcoin juice that's coming in because uh, it helps us maintain our standard of quality and, and produce a better show for you guys. Much appreciated. Uh, we love you guys. And let's get into it. Yeah, so you were saying how um, you you like to watch these videos and research about the, the supernatural, paranormal, but you you have this conflict because you yeah. try to stay skeptical. Yeah, it's uh, it's just my my skeptical mind. Um, I think you know I try I I try to have an open mind, and you know if I see something my mind will be like, well, that's, that's very easy using this equipment and that equipment and mm -hmm. doing a blurring effect on the camera, for example, you know, and pulling chairs with strings. But, um, sometimes you're like, fuck, 
all right, that's creepy. And <laughs> I, I know that you've said yourself many times that you've experienced supernatural kind of feelings. Well, I I wouldn't describe them as supernatural. I I mean, I might describe them as weird. Supernatural, I think, is a loaded term because it's like if if you say something supernatural, you're kind of precluding it from existing because we live in a natural world. If something is supernatural, that's like saying it doesn't exist. But these things... In, in my experience, they do exist. How about we use the term supernatural as we, we can twist it into like, you know, the supernatural just means, you know, ghosts and, and things like that. And like when I, sure, when I think sure. of supernatural, I don't think of it like that. I just think of um, something that's, it's kind of unexplained. Um, yeah, well, and it's a, you know, that's why people use the term paranormal. Yeah, that's okay. Or, we can use, you know. yeah, we can do that. Like, I think, okay, I, I, I had a kind of, you know, a bit of a paranormal, uh, paranormal experience um, when I was living in Newcastle. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had an entire apartment, an entire apartment building to myself for a, a good month. Because I, um, I was one of the first few tenants in the building, and it was an old building in Newcastle that used to be a gay bathhouse, and I, I'm sure it, it's true, it's true, man. And you know, but how do you convert a, a gay bathhouse into an apartment building? That I mean, I I know there there are, there's one building in Newcastle which used to be a schoolhouse, but now it's an apartment building. That kind of makes sense because you have a bunch of classrooms. But with a gay bathhouse, I mean... They have... <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, they... they um, I don't know, man. They, they have rooms, but they're all very different. They're all very... It's so weird. The architecture of the building is so weird. Like, all of the... I've, I've been in a lot of the rooms, especially Dan's. Um, but no, like, all the rooms, <laughs> they're, they're very different very you know the bathrooms are all over the place when you see like new new modern buildings there's you know there's a uniformity to it there's a sterile sort of structure like this is here and copy and paste mcdonald's yeah yeah mcdonald's version of an apartment building it's not a copy and paste thing it's more like a yeah it's more like if, if i was to think of it like an architectural labyrinth and a little bit like that. <laughs> okay, so that that sounds creepy, just you know, to begin with. A little bit. Um, so I, I get. I guess so. It's kind of like it's a bathhouse, but I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's meant to be like for people to be intimate. Yes, it had rooms. So that's why fuck. there's so many rooms. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. And so I mean, but it's not really a bathhouse, or I guess it did have baths. Yeah, but like this was like a long time ago, a very long time ago. Um, yeah. And I, I, I had being there by yourself for a week. I don't know if it was my mind sort of playing on things or, you know, but I, I, I felt things. I, I, I saw things, you know, shadowy things that I'm like, I didn't think that, you know, kind of like auditory hallucinations, like, yeah. you know how you think I didn't, I didn't imagine that. I didn't imagine saying that it's so it's like 
you know, you think you're going insane late at night, you're just tired. Yeah. And, but a bit different, you know, kind of shadowy things. I was there for a week and I, it, it challenged me a little bit. Um, mm. And so did you have any, uh, any events which particularly stood out to you as something where you would say that was like, that was truly weird. That was truly unexplained. <clears throat> there was, there was a dream I had where it, it was ex- extremely scary. Uh, just, just like a, a girl's face and, you know, it was just looking at me like, <laughs> it was just so weird I, it's very difficult to explain, but I, I, I did pen it down straight after it happened because, you know, when I woke up, I, I saw, I saw the same thing except in a different, in the real world, you know. Yeah. Uh, like in the darkness. Yes, and and yeah. it freaked the fuck out of me and. You know, I've I've never had anything like that. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, people listening, or they might think lack of sleep, it's bullshit, whatever. But you know, you know yeah, me, sleep paralysis, old hat. Yeah, like there. I mean, you can you can you know, you can explain things away with those uh, with those type of explanations. But I don't think um, I think I think the more interesting and the more more important thing the more perhaps even the more scientific thing to do is to ask the questions yeah like do we really know what happened and in in some cases i'd say well i don't know if we did um i mean i remember the the first times the first couple once or twice that i started to telling you about ghosts and you were like no i don't believe in that mm. you know that's nonsense or you know um, you didn't buy any of my arguments, but I guess, <laughs> I guess after seeing a few of these things, you have, you have to start to question. I mean, I've had things in, um, even to the extent where I wake up with scratches on my leg and I'm like, yeah. no, that, def- that wasn't there the night before something, you know, and it couldn't, it, it couldn't have been just like riding on my bike and, and uh, like a branch scratching me because it was, too, I mean, there were too many and too, too spread out across my leg. And how could I not have noticed such a thing? Um, very, very weird. And, uh, and, you know, intense dreams and, and, um, seeing things and fail, failing presences in the room. Mm. Um, very strange events. Yeah. yeah I guess, I guess, uh, you know, when you have an experience like that, it, it makes you feel a bit, I don't know, like it's a bit of a glitch in the matrix, if that's one way to put it. Yes. You're like, what yes. What the fuck? Like, that's not supposed to be there. It's, yes. <laughs> it's like and when you're, a, a, you know, skeptic and hardcore atheist, whatever, you don't even want to tell people. Yes. Yes, yes, that's right. I mean, you can't tell your skeptical friends about that. They think they think you're off your rocker. But yes. this is this is part of the thing. I think if if people have, um, you know, it's it's good and healthy to be skeptical. But I think if you take it to this hard degree, where where you're like, no, you know, such a thing just cannot happen, 
then I, I think it's partly a kind of psychological thing where you have a this intense need for security. Like, I need to know mm. what is going on in this world. I need to have this fixed set view and reality must comply with that. But I, uh, um, for a long time, I, I uh, probably at one stage in my life, I, I had that need, um, but now I don't. Um, and, you know, it's scary to live in a world, uh, to think you live in a world where maybe you don't understand everything that goes on. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's weird. Um, yeah. And it's, it's so weird. Like, it's, it's funny that I wanted to experience something paranormal. As, you know, we were going to go on a, a trip to, to New Zealand at one point. Um, yeah. I had the camera ready and stuff. We just never, just never did it. Just never did it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a bit dumb because I, I've, I've been, you know, now I went to a haunted house in June and went and checked out haunted places the thing is, you know, we, we probably just needed a bit more action. I probably should have booked the flights and stuff and pr- probably just been like, let's fucking do it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got a different attitude now about that stuff and it's, it's, yeah. I'd still like to go to New Zealand and actually, you know, do something like that, have a, have a yeah, holiday yeah. there and check out the, the haunted place that you wanted to go to. Yeah, yeah. So that was my my old housemate, uh, Shana, used to tell me these uh, intense, like really intense uh, ghost stories about even including poltergeist things moving, doorknobs turning of their own accord and that that sort of crazy thing. Uh, uh, I mean, she even said that um, like plates were like flying around the room. I mean, I would kind of believe if plates like, just you know, shook themselves off the off the shelf, mm. of flying around the room. That's I, I I can hardly picture it. But you know, maybe um, we live in a strange world. Um, yeah. So um, so she she uh, studied in a town called uh, what, oh, what was it called? Wang Wangarui something. Wanganui. Yeah, we were going to do the Whanganui Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. We were going to spend a week yeah, in interview there. Interview people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> even if we experience something like, remember that, that video I sent you about the cave with the shaking chains and, and the, the, the voice? Yep. Yep. Yeah, like... Yep, I was looking at that just the other day. Yeah. Stuff like that freaks the fuck out of me. I, I, yeah, that's, that's a very... That's a really good case. I mean, people should check that out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Fuck. Yeah. And, and, you know, as a footnote, if people want to watch it, like do, his other videos have nothing to do with the supernatural. They have nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, they're hours of, of crawl, going into mines and, and stuff like that. But yeah. this one was, was terrifying. And, yeah. So it's not like just someone has set up a YouTube account and just said, okay, I'm just going to make this one prank video, you know, with just enough to make it look believable. No, the guy's been, you know, the guy's credible. Yeah. The guy's been doing this for a long time and, and that's his hobby and his passion. Yes. And, and 
just happened that something very weird happened to come up on his camera. The alarm as well, and that 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 voice, and and you know, in tunnels that that haven't been used for hundreds of years. It's yeah, yeah, it's super fucking creepy. Fuck yes, <laughs> I mean he ran, he ran, and yeah. he's a fully grown he's man. <laughs> if that was in Australia, I'd I'd, I'd want to know where that is. That's that's you know I'm at that that kind of point. Yeah. Um, there's there's still still other stuff to to experience in you know there's a like a supposed haunted mansion no sorry not mansion um, haunted uh, psych psych ward in um, in Sydney somewhere. But, I mean, I went to a, a haunted house in June E, which is supposedly the ha- most haunted house in Australia. And I'm sorry to say to everyone, nothing happened. Um, we tried. We snuck. You, you did say something about interference there was with the, with the electro- electronic devices. Yeah. A photo? Yeah, there was a photo that happened. And it, 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 I didn't know what to I couldn't explain it because it was on a phone. There wasn't any exposure or anything. You can't fucking have that on an iPhone there was a, a person in the room in this photo that wasn't in the room and it was instantly taken by someone and they weren't a plant or anything. They were just a random person that, that was on the trip. It, it was weird. How, how do you know it wasn't a plant? Well, because she was awful and she, <laughs> like... She was just, I don't know, like, I really don't, you know how you just, you just know. That was, that was such right. weird people. Like, the guy and, and, and his sister that, that, that sort of did the place, they dressed up as olden day sort of people with, the guy looked like a pirate and the woman looked like a, an old maid or something. They walked around and, and there were just a bunch of, you know, Oh, she was just one of the old ladies that, that sort of ventured there from um, from Sydney with their, their hot, hot daughter. And, uh, yeah, like, they got the photo. Um, yeah, that's probably the only – like, we snuck a Ouija board in. We weren't allowed to do that, but we snuck one in. Um, they have, they have like – yeah, they have, like, motion capture there. So if you go – like, we wanted to go – in the middle of the night, we wanted to get out of our rooms and like go for a walk around the place at night with nobody there, but it couldn't happen because they've got alarms and, and video cameras and shit, which sucked. We we're still still going to do it, yeah. but you know, our, didn't have big enough balls to do it. I'm sure you know. <laughs> sure, if you you were there, we probably would have like figured out a way to to sneak around them and get into the bulk of the house because I slept there. I, yeah. I slept in that house, and, and a lot of people consider that to be quite quite crazy to do that. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, what if, what about um, Maitland Jail in Maitland Prison? In there twice now. I yeah. Do you see anything there? I went there in year eleven, and I I didn't like being alone in any of the cells at that point. I do, I don't know why. I just just oh, didn't. So- just to give some some background for our listeners, so this this is a prison. It was a maximum security prison which housed 
one of uh, Australia's worst serial killers, Ivan Miller. Oh yeah, and it's actually like like a hundred meters down the street from our uh, high school. High school. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and you can go there. Yeah. You can you can stay the night in that Take place. Yeah, dude. I the second time I went there, though, I was, I, I think it was just like we were walking around with an old prisoner who was our guide. You know, you could tell he was an old prisoner, and but it was so festive because it was a birthday party. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. Okay. It's so weird that it was like a, you know, it's like eleven o'clock at night, and we, there was just a bunch of children running around in this this prison. It just wasn't the place for that. Like, maybe it was the mood. I just didn't feel at that time. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I remember I went there and, and they had like a little tour, short tour, and then they had like a, a, a creepy movie. And I remember um, I looked up because it's kind of um, like it's it's about, what, four four or five stories high, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, think so. I think so. Three. And of course, in in the courtyard, you can see up onto the gangway of the the other levels. Mm. Um, and so I looked up and I saw like this shadowy figure walking along, and, and I was like, "What's?" I pointed out to my buddy, and I was like, "What's going on here? Like they've got plants, like um, people walking around up there in dark clothing <laughs> to creep us out." And and um, the the tour guide said to us later, "No, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do that." Like that's that's not what we're doing here. Um, we wouldn't pay people to go up and creep around. That's, that's just not what we would do. And I believed him um, actually because I mean nothing similar happened later. Mm. So it wasn't like they made a big deal out of it, um, or like someone jumped out to give us a scare or anything like that. So I was like, hang on, hang on a second. What the <laughs> what? <laughs> creepy silhouette in the on the fourth floor yeah like i guess you can buy that because no one could take a photo of it and like obviously mm-hmm. as you said it didn't jump out to try and scare you it's just some random thing so yeah. who knows though i mean maybe they'd like hey that dude's looking over here and they got like someone like you know fucking sprinting along but that's just me being crazy <laughs> It's it's yeah, kind of yeah. funny when if if you're being skeptical, you can sound crazy yourself. Yeah, <clears> that's <throat> right. Well, this is like um, I remember I was thinking the other day about this case. Uh, I think it was on uh, Larry King. Larry King's done a few specials about um, UFOs, and the, uh, and he gets um, some good, uh, interesting guests who who've had some weird experiences, and they're normally. Um, a little backed up, um, like the credible witnesses, like pilots and um, uh, radar, radar, radar men, and stuff like that. Um, and it was like this group of three uh, military men, and I think they were all air forcemen. Um, and they described how they saw this UFO, and um, and at the time, the, the the same time it was happening, they well. One of them broke out his notebook and started taking notes because that's like standard procedure. If, if something, if something out, out of the ordinary is happening, that's what you do. Um, he he was trained to do that, um, and so it's like this this weird light hovering, you know, like just above the trees, and it comes along and it just like stops on a dime, 
and then goes off in a complete other direction, like 90 degrees. Um, and there's, <laughs> it's always weird um, uh, with, the, with the Larry King specials because he gets these, these highly credible witnesses and then the skeptics that he gets on just... They're basically completely ignorant about the, the subject matter. Mm. Um, they, they think just because they're skeptics, they're qualified to talk about it. Like, they don't have to look at the evidence. Anyway, there's on this one, this this neckbeard comes on and he's like, oh, well, it's this process called confabulation. So, what happened was you all saw um, the lighthouse in the distance and then later when you talked about it, um, your stories kind of mesh together and, and you got the average of them and that's uh, and now you all believe the same story but i mean how how does that how does that explain it that's a very questionable explanation um like no, nobody would ever use that explanation in an ordinary an ordinary circumstance like you would never say no you didn't you didn't see a deer jump out from behind the 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 the, the, the tree um you just like Three of you thought you saw something, and then and then you discussed, and then you came up with a a, a a story, and then you you all believe it because that's the story that you came up with. Nobody would ever say that. <laughs> Lauren, that's weird. That's that's I, you know, some that exact thing you were talking about the stopping on a dime, and I mean, there are videos of that, and yes, that explanation that 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 guy gave with the lighthouse is absolutely retarded. It, <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. What the fuck? It's yes. like, look, guys, you're just fabricating memories and yeah. other yeah. people are believing well, you, can, you for it. You can it. say that about absolutely I know. anything. That's why it's such a weak thing. But I, like you, you, could, you could tell me I went to the mall today and I'll be like, you're just confabulating. Yeah, you thought it was a mall, <laughs> but it was a house and it was big. This like, well, okay. You're obviously misinterpreting yeah. the data. Okay, yeah. I, my cousin told me that he saw that you know the orb things that got like stop, and he said like it, it could be some kind of um, natural phenomena like electricity poles or yeah. something, whatever. Um, yeah, ball lightning. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. But ball, ball lightning is basically I've, to me ball it. lightning. It was a UFO. Nobody really yeah. understands it. You know, it's a, it's a huge mystery. It is. Um, yeah. And so even if you say ball lightning, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, a ball ball lightning apparently can just like come up mm. um, out of the clouds or whatever, go right through the glass on your window, and then just sit there in in the middle of your living room, and then just explode and you're like what just happened here <laughs> and that's apparently supposed to be scientific just because you call it ball lightning i mean that that's a fucking mystery if ever i heard one yeah like <laughs> I, I i remember i po just posted a video of one of the things on facebook and people are experiencing this thing they're like holy shit you know like this is fucking crazy and he said, you know, it's it could be ball lightning. But, you know, my cousin, he's not one of those big skeptic people. He's just, hmm. he fucking loves nature. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, he's kind of like you, loves exploring places and going for bushwalks and shit. But, um, you know, he's got a fascination with, with hurricanes and, and, and I guess weather effects come into it. But I mean, that could be his bias as well. Um, yeah. 
so but yeah to me i was like that looks like fucking aliens you know it looks like an alien craft it, to me but you know stealth jets look like fucking aliens to me <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm a dummy. What do I do? Yeah, I mean, we can, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we can't <clears throat> jump to conclusions, but yeah. um, there are definitely weird things that go on in the sky. And well, we saw a lot of UFOs when we were out, out in the desert on Peyote. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, it's easy to say, well, you're high on hallucinogens. But I, I do wonder um, because, yeah, well, I wonder actually. If we went out there and we were completely sober, would we still see them? And I, I would lean towards yes. So that would be an interesting experiment to try sometime and maybe get bring a bring a camera and get some footage of it. Um, but I also saw like a, a I guess you call it a will o wisp. What's, um, what's that? Uh, like a like a floating light. And okay. It was like eye level, and it's like rolling around like this. Um, and it just rolled right past me like a little fairy or something. That's amazing. Um, yeah, like Tinkerbell. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny watching you do this. It's like, you know, the low res kind of makes your hand look like uh, it's like trailing with sand. And, you know, it's like <laughs> I'm thinking if this was a video game, you'd be in like uh, 20 frames per second uh, using a bad anti-aliasing program with – um you know, a bit of motion blur. <laughs> it's like, it, it's so funny. Like the way, sorry to go off on a tangent here, but that, that just completely. Luke tangent yeah. Peterson. That's what they call it. Yeah. yeah that's what you call me. <laughs> if I don't have my guitar sort of, yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, that the, yeah. the theory of, uh, this world could be a simulation. The way videos, video yeah. games are going, they're they're loving their open worlds. It's they're yes. becoming more lively. People, the AI have routines, and you know they get interrupted by you. you it's amazing sometimes to step into these little worlds, and you know you can see an evolution that that's pointing towards possibly being able to simulate the actual world. Um, yes. I mean, it, it's probably a very far way off, but it, I don't think it's that far. It's getting quite <laughs> real. Like I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm playing a game mafia three at the moment. It's very, you know, quite realistic and, um, Watch, you know, Watch Dogs 2 is, is coming out soon. It's, you know, all about hacking and, and stuff. And I was just, I was looking at the gameplay and set in San Francisco. And I'm thinking, it, it, that was the first one to sort of make me think, it's it's getting there. Yes, yes. Well, especially interesting, I think, is, is No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. Because it's procedurally generated and the, the world is fucking huge, like quadrillions of planets. Um, and so the, yeah, procedurally generated, like it's it's made from a, a formula, like the um, the worlds are, um, they're not designed by a human hand. No, nobody has to sit there and think about what's going to be on them. It's just um, a, few, a few variables play into it and, and uses this this algorithm to, to create the planets and, and the life on them and mm. the, the 
trees and all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of cool. And as, as well, it's like, um, the thing is, I mean, the, the potential for the worlds exist, um, right, uh, right now before you discover them. But then when you discover, it's only when you discover them that they actually become real, that they actually become rendered, um, and something that's there. So it's kind of like, um, like the the world adapts to the to the level of detail that's necessary, which is like when you, when you're having a dream. Uh, I remember reading a, a dream log, and this guy was like, suddenly I realized that what was in front of me was, or, or what I was looking at was the only part of the world that existed. Like it was being created before my eyes, and the, that's that's the only part that that was real. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, and I've had that. I remember I had that feeling when I was, um, when I was smoking weed, um, uh, and yeah. and I said to, I said to my, my companion, that uh, at that moment it felt like yes, only the things in front of me were actually there. There was nothing behind me. You panic? Absolutely nothing. Did you panic? Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't at that point, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just. But it's a, an odd feeling, yeah. Yeah, it, I think. Did I send you that story about the guy that that actually, ha, like, he got knocked out in a parking lot and he had this intense dream of his entire life. He had, you know, he met his wife. Um, they had a baby. Um, you know, he had his own home, but there was a lampshade in the lounge room that just did not seem like it belonged. And he, he said he, he sat there for days looking at this lampshade and it was like moving and, and, and doing weird things. And his wife's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I can't stop looking at this thing. And then, you know, all of these memories and, and, and things about his wife and his daughter and things, he's like, this this one thing just completely shattered the entire world and he woke up wow woke up from his wow. his dream and he mourned the loss of that woman and his daughter yes and he had to have counseling for about 2 years um and he's still recovering from not the blow he's recovering from losing that family and those memories now isn't that cool oh, shit. Like it, that's, that's fucking a little scary. Yeah. I got, I got goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. Like all run right all all over me (laughs) listening to that story. Same. That's super, super creepy and super interesting. (laughs) I mean, have you had anything remotely like that? (laughs) Yes. I have too. Yes. Like I've, I've had a, like, I remember when I was 14, I, I had a, a dream that I met this, this, this blonde girl at like a camping ground and we became best friends and, and, you know, I, I mm. fell in love with her and woke up and mm. it was like a punch in the guts, um, you know, to, to sort of know that that wasn't real and, it did upset. I felt this melancholy for about a week. What about you? What, like, what have you experienced well, like that? Let's see. Here's here's a couple of things. There's 
Yeah, I guess it's about three things. Um, one thing was, I remember when I took ayahuasca, and, and at, at one point I asked ayahuasca, like, um, I, I guess uh, she was talking about something like, you know, um, be grateful just that you're here, that you, just that you have this chance to have this life. Uh, and uh, I must have asked something like, well, what would it be like if if I weren't here, if I'd never been born? Um, and uh, she started telling this little story or this 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 little memory, this little vision. Um, and it's like this this girl when I was fifteen, sixteen. This this girl uh, Jane used to come around and and uh, she'd wear like this striped uh, fluffy sweater and and she wore a hair and a ponytail and she was kind of cute. Uh, she played the guitar, something like this. Uh, and Ayahuasca's like, you remember? You remember Jane? I'm like, yeah, I remember. And she's like, right, because Jane doesn't exist. She never did. And I was like, oh. So the, uh, the, the implication was if, my, um, if I had never been born, I would be just like somebody's vision mm. on, a, on an Ayahuasca trip. Then, um, poor Jane, somebody, (laughs) poor Jane. (laughs) Um, then, um, there was, someone was talking about this on, on steam it the other day, like, like, um, yeah, a similar story to what you just described, actually, like, like meeting this girl and, um, or he had, um, let's see, he had this, this memory of a girl that he met in, in second grade and she was his first kiss but on reflection, it's like, hang on, there's like, there's no basis for this memory. And his entire life, he'd had this this memory in his mind. But then it's like that she was never there. Um, there, there was never such a girl. Um, and I have I have the same thing actually. When I was in third grade, I didn't really have I I didn't have any friends at school really. Mm-hmm. I guess, um, but there was this one fellow who who, who was kind of kind of skinny or kind of kind of built and wore his hair in a blonde mullet and and uh um and I can never remember his name and he was my friend for for a few months and then well I don't really remember him moving away but he just went but no that never happened wow. um there was no such or at least like what I can glean from my memory I have to assume that this kid never existed it could be like, um, you know, the imaginary friends people have, except you yeah, didn't tell anyone yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I always wonder about these imaginary friends because I've never had one, and I, I hmm. don't know what it's like. So, I mean, you could have just kept this quiet from everyone because you just thought this person's real. Everyone can see them. Yeah. 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 What if? Just assume it. What did it feel like when you sort of found out that they didn't exist? Well, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because for for years, I guess I've only had these like these two memories, and uh, I guess the one one memory, the first memory was like him picking on. Um, actually, one of the few friends I did have at that stage and calling him fat. And I was like, hey, stop calling him fat. 
And then uh, just another memory, which is like, I don't know, me walking behind him to class or something like that. And that's the, like the only memories that I can extract apart from this general impression of like, yeah, this guy was my friend for, for a few months. But there's not the, nothing nothing I can back it up with. Um, and it's very, it's fascinating. very bizarre. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's strange. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to sort of... Uh, think of why you know that your mind sort of conjured it up obviously you may have been lonely and yeah. you know maybe you had this this overweight friend and you wanted to stick up for him somehow and maybe the only way you could do it is in your head and it mm. yeah i'm just trying to <laughs> it's like yeah yeah but then the the other thing is, I think it. Um, uh, what do you know about the Mandela effect? Never heard of it. Okay, okay. So the Mandela effect is this idea. Um, it gets its name because. Um, well, let me ask you this: When when did Nelson Mandela die? Uh, or ballpark. You don't have to give me an exact date. But. A few years ago. But- yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, well. That's the, that's a normal answer. That's what complies with with reality. It was like two, 2013, I think, um, or 2012. Um, but a lot of people, in fact, perhaps tens of thousands of people, um, have the distinct memory that Nelson Mandela died sometime between 1982 and 1988. He died in prison, um, and there were parades and the celebrities, Hollywood celebrities came out wearing his prison uh, prisoner number to show their support. Uh, Winnie Mandela was traveling the, the United States giving talks and, and uh, yeah, um, specific things about the parades in the streets that, that people noticed. Um, all these kinds of things. Very detailed memories. Um, but, of course, that couldn't be because Nelson Mandela was alive. Um and so a lot of people were very puzzled when Nelson Mandela got released from prison and then and then when he died a few years ago. Um, so the the question is what what's going on here? Like why do so many people have the these apparently false memories about events? Um, and one explanation is um, they they've either traveled between universes or they're recalling things from alternate universes. Um, and so maybe when we have memories like this, then they're not actually false. They're just things that didn't exactly happen to us. Um, wow. Or think, things that we experienced and we, and we crossed over and now, um, you know, we bring a little bit of that with us. I, I, it's so funny. I, people listening to this are just going to grab their phone and put in the Mandela effect. Cause like, that's exactly <laughs> what I, I would have just pause the, the podcast and being like, fuck yes, you know, like looking it up. And yeah, I, I, I've, I've been talking about the multiverse theory, theory for fucking years. I think it came from my interest in religions and, and the big bang and etc. cetera. Um, because, you know, when you get into those discussions, uh, there's always a thing like, you know, why, 
how did the universe begin to exist, etc. So you go into the cosmology and then you see uh, the models and, and the many worlds model, the multiverse model is, is actually quite interesting and actually has mathematics, mathematics, real, real-time mathematics to, to, to kind of back up that. And um, what you're saying could potentially be, yeah, some people have kind of had contact with the, the different dimension because supposedly we've got wormholes around us constantly, like in other d- dimensions. Um, how many of they? How many of they? Uh, is it eleven that they've they've um, figured out? Is that it? Is there eleven dimensions? Yeah, that's what they they say they can um, guess might be theorized mathematically, but I. I I don't buy into that so much because it's like, well, what do your mathematics really have to do with reality? I mean, is it just something on a page? I don't know. I don't know. Um. It's like the video. It's like that video game you're talking about, No Man's Sky. Um, so yeah. There are humans that are trying to figure out the the equation the of the universe and hmm. uh, possibly, you know, they might. Who knows? And then they'll, they'll find out that it's a simulation. Yeah, complex. Well, this is, yeah, that's why I brought up No Man's Sky because I think if if we wanted to create a simulation which is about as complex as, as this reality, we would do it with this kind of shortcut, mm. with this procedural generation. And this is why I say, well... You know, um, you know. Sometimes when you meet someone, and you you might never meet them in a different city or maybe in a different country, um, and, but they have these very similar qualities to someone that you used to know years ago. Do you know the kind of thing I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yep. And it and and you're like, hang on, this you know this my, my buddy was from Canada. This this guy is from Scotland, but he seems very he has this kind of the same essence. And you're like, how can that? be um well maybe it's because people in this world are procedurally generated and the 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 settings are are kind of similar and they come out like with similar personalities and similar um facial features and that and that kind of thing thanks so much for listening to the paradise paradox kurt robinson signing off just telling you check out steamit.com slash at paradise dash paradox. You can check the link in the show notes so you can jump on to Steamit and enjoy uh, more great content from, from us, from Aaron and myself, among other many fabulous guests. And uh, also you can follow me on Steamit um, at C-H-U-R-D-T-Z-U at Chudzu. Um and Aaron's on there too at Battle A Z B A T T L E A Y Z E E. And uh, also, we appreciate your donations. So head on over to donate.theparadiseparadox.com if you like what you've heard, if it's opened your mind a little bit, exposed you to some new ideas, made you reconsider, or made you laugh. We appreciate every little Satoshi you can send us. Um, so you can donate by, by PayPal, the Bitcoins, altcoins, uh, much appreciated. Donate.theparadiseparadox.com. We appreciate all those donations that are, that are coming in there. Um, it really does help us out a lot. So 
we we love you for doing that, and and uh, we love you even if you if you comment and show us uh, show us what you think, show us what you feel. We appreciate that too. So we like to have a, a back and forth with you guys. So don't forget to give us a like, a comment, and a share on on Facebook. Um, tell us what you think. Tell us what you know. Uh, tell us it's a cool show if you think so. Uh, so Kurt Robinson signing off. Have a good one. And remember to love yourself. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah